Alrighty, everybody. Good morning. Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. This is our last division, Wiz. We have the NFC West to go through, and uh, I guess we got our first glimpse of live football this week. Yeah, it was um, it was always exciting to see some NFL football, and uh, I have to say, a little bit of a surprise to see uh, what Josh McDaniels was doing there. You know, playing and starting Josh Jacobs, giving him extended playing time. Not sure what that means, but uh, we'll pass through it as it gets closer to the season. Yeah, it's definitely gotten a lot of scrutiny uh, from a lot of people around the league, uh, Twitter, all that sort of thing. So, uh, but yeah, you know, this is August 5th right now we're doing this, or August 6th, I should say. Um, we're going to get a lot more information, and, and the first full week of uh, preseason starts this week. All right, so Wiz, we're going to take on the Arizona Cardinals to start off the NFC West. And, and I don't know about you, Wiz, I, this, is, this is a team that's kind of frustrated me from a fantasy perspective over the last couple of years because I, I have invested in, in a few position players on this team. They seem to get off to these really good starts. That's been the case the last three seasons. And for whatever reason, I think last year, because of it, because of injury to Kyler Murray, there there is definitely a tail off in performance. So you know, coming into this season now, I think Kyler Murray, when you look at how he performed in the first half of last year, again top five quarterback uh, fantasy wise. And as the season moved on, and and certainly the DeAndre Hopkins, and there's a glaring difference in when Hopkins is on the field and not, and he won't be on the field for the first six games, but you know, kind of curious what your thoughts are on, on both kind of the performance of the Arizona Cardinals uh, as they move on through the season and Kyler Murray himself. Yeah. Cliff, Kling, Cliff Kingsbury really has not taken the league by storm the way a lot of people thought he might <clears throat> and bring in some of that offense for that raid offense and horizontal passing game. Uh, you know, they've been good and they have good players, but, you know, we'll start it off with Kyler Murray here. And uh, <clears throat> is he ever going to be the quarterback that's going to throw for 4,500 yards and 40 touchdowns? Nope. But <clears throat> we're talking about fantasy football here. And what makes him a good fantasy for, uh, football quarterback is his ability to run, his rushing yards, his rushing touchdowns. You never know when it's going to be one of those games where he throws for 250 yards and two touchdowns and has 75 yards rushing and a touchdown rushing. And that's a big, big number. Um, with all of that said, it, it firmly puts him inside the top 10 as, as far as quarterbacks go. But I'm always a little hesitant when I just don't think something is sustainable and I'm just concerned given his size and <clears throat> maybe lack of durability uh, in the last few years. Uh, I have a little hesitancy. So with that quarterback one pick, um, I understand why other people will be taking him, but I just feel I'd rather go with uh, in, in a different direction. But cer- certainly with what he brings to the table with his running game inside the top ten at the position. Yeah, and, and, and you know, w- without DeAndre Hopkins last year, which they're going to be without him for the first six games, this is a team that went three and six without him. And Kyler Murray's stats – uh, were completely different. First, in the first half of the year, was he had 306 yards passing per game, which, by the way, would get him to, <laughs> if he continued to average that, would get him easily over that 4,500-yard 4, mark and 24 touchdowns. Second half of the year, I want to say he had only five or six touchdown passes. Oh, well, because remember, he did miss a few games. 
And it was just, and, and I think he threw for 40 to 50 yards less a game in the second half. So the injury definitely hurt Murray for sure. And obviously the, 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 the missing of uh, Hopkins was a big factor as well. Yeah, there's no, yeah, there's no question about that. But uh, you know, there could be one of those situations where uh, you you see it time and time again, where you know he starts off the season and he's you know bringing that you know dynamic game with him, but you know he takes a hit and 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 that offensive line isn't great. So I I could see why somebody would love to have Kyler Murray even as one of their top five quarterbacks. But <clears throat> like I said, for me, um, I'm going to go in a different direction. And as far as moving to the running backs, I have James Conner as a running back, too. And I have him right in this group of guys like with Montgomery and Javante Williams and Cam Akers and J.K. Dobbins. I think, I think if, you have, if you have James Conner, there's two things. One is I think you have to probably you realize that he's going to miss games with the type of running style he has. <clears throat> um, and then the other thing is there's definitely not going to be a clear-cut handcuff to him. If something would have happened to him, him miss the games. They got Darrell Williams, who's a solid player, County Ingram, and Edo Benjamin, both young players, a rookie and a, and, a, and a young player as well in Benjamin. So I think there would be some kind of mixed bag there, uh, committee approach. So for me, um, I have him ranked as running back two uh, amongst a group of guys. It, it's just a matter of what your personal preference is. Uh, do you have Connor in that group, or do you have him up or further down than what I'm thinking? Yeah, so you mentioned earlier the offensive line of the Cardinals. It's not a terrific one. Um, Connor had his lowest career average in terms of yards per carry. I think the thing that I, I'd say my kind of red flag at the moment, last year James Connor had 18 touchdowns, right? 15 rushing Three, three receiving. That's not easy to duplicate that feat. That is a really hard feat to, to duplicate. So, and you mentioned some injury proneness last year. You did miss two games at the end of the season with a heel issue. Uh, I quite liked what I saw of Darrell Williams in Kansas City last year, over 500 yards uh, rushing. Uh, he can catch the football as well. Uh, he had actually had 47 catches last year. Uh, Darrell Williams, to me, I, I, so I would go, if I'm drafting James Conner, I'm of the belief, and I, I know what you said about the young players and Benjamin and, 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 and the kid that they drafted as well, but I am definitely going to make sure that Darrell Williams, if I, if I am going in a direction where James Conner lands on my team, I am making sure that I get Darrell Williams. Yeah, that's fine. I, I just feel like in the course of a game when Conner's playing, he'll probably be first man up. You know, he's a tremendous pass protector. So I could see them being used in that role. But I think some of the other guys, um, Ingram and, and Benjamin's a bowling ball type running back. If, if, if Connor was in this time, uh, I think, it would, it would. All three of those players would would play substantially, where none of them would really have uh, much value. But I could see uh, your point of Williams. He's a, a guy that coaches trust because he's a, a solid player. You mentioned Hopkins, and he suspended six games, which puts a very difficult value on him on draft day, fantasy draft day. Um, it seems the Cardinals are very, very committed to Marquise Brown. Uh, they picked up that fifth-year option, uh, so he's not an unrestricted free agent. So, and I like Rondell Moore as well. The thing is, um, 
for the first six games, I think Rondo Moore will have his best opportunity. When he comes back, I just feel like the pecking order is going to be Hopkins, Zach Ertz, Marquise Brown, and then maybe Rondo Moore. And that's you have to see how 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 Trey McBride is playing. Another player who I like. So. It's difficult to to value Hopkins. He'd be like a second round fantasy draft pick in snake drafts if he was playing. It's tough to put a value on him. I have him kind of like ranked as a wide receiver three in in auction in snake drafts, and you know what kind of value in an auction draft. But uh, Marquise Brown at this point has got to be higher up than Hopkins with those six games being missed by Hopkins. So I have it kind of like wide receiver two for Brown, wide receiver three for Hopkins and Rondo Moore to be drafted as a flex player who I think in the first six games will have more value than the last half of the season. How do you view these three players? Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting group, and and we'll talk about Ertz in a minute, who who kind of surprised me in terms of how much uh, a part of this offense he, be, he became uh, when he was acquired late last year. Um, so Hopkins, eight touchdowns in nine games last year, 52 receptions, right? So... Yeah, that's number one wide receiver numbers for sure. But, you know, you mentioned he's going to miss the six games. So I'm curious to see how he gets valued uh, in both uh, auction and, and uh, snake drafts. And as you mentioned, I, I, last year I was, you know, I was definitely touting Rondell Moore uh, in, in a lot of leagues. I owned him in a lot of leagues. Uh, it looked like a, a really smart thing early in the season. And then you just started seeing the way they used a player later in the year, and everything was around the line of scrimmage, nothing down the field. I mean, and granted, that's his forte. We knew he was going to carry the ball, jet sweeps, that sort of stuff. But the, the usage was puzzling. Uh, apparently, uh, everything that I'm reading is his route tree is very much expanded. I think there are some of the coaches have actually talked about him kind of taking up that Christian Kirk role. Um, and if you look at what Christian Kirk did last year, you know, 77 catches for 900 yards, um, and he's now in Jacksonville. So, yeah, it's kind of difficult to, to, to kind of kind of weed this group out. A.J. Green is still here, um, and he will do some damage, especially with Hopkins out. I kind of agree with your pecking order. You also have to wrap in the running backs catching the football here. It's very difficult to value the back group of this receiver. And we didn't even talk about Dwayne Wesley, who I know in a few games – Late in the season, right? Big guy. Uh, a few times, Murray was able to toss the ball up to him. Uh, he, he was an effective player in a, in, a, in a few uh, in a few of those games at the end of the season. I think this is a group whiz where if there's some injuries that come into play, the value of all these players increases. But going into the season, it is going to be very difficult to kind of rank all of these players. So let's talk specifically about Hopkins. Um, you know, in a snake draft. Oh, you know, a, a player that would probably be taken in the second round of a snake draft. How do you view a player who's going to miss six games? Yeah, I, I, I think so. You said you had him ranked as a wide receiver three. I think especially when you think about six games being a 17-game season, which means he's going to play in 11. Now, granted, for fantasy, obviously, that's a different story because uh, you omit uh, you omit a few of those weeks, especially regular season. But I, I kind of have him valued a little bit higher just because of that explosion that he's had with Murray over the years. I think there, there's going to be people that are going to be valuing him, despite the six games, uh, kind of on the fringe of that number two receiver. 
Okay. All right. Um, I, I, another reason why I'm concerned about Rondell Moore is because I just think with the offensive line for the Cardinals, they're going to play a lot of 12 personnel. And they have the two tight ends to do that, and Zach Ertz and Trey McBride, who will be a tight end one in the next few years. Uh, but right now, he's behind Zach Ertz. And Zach Ertz is, is, is on the, you know, he's a tight end one. His numbers were terrific last year. Murray has confidence in the player. Um, so I have him ranked right around 10 to 12, somewhere in that group. Um, tight end one to me. Trey McGride is a good player. He would have value if, if, if Urch was to miss time. But because I just think, and I'm looking at that Cardinals offensive line, they will play 12 personnel. And um, I just find um, it going to be difficult for you know some of the other receivers when Hopkins comes back um, to, to really have value. So Ertz is someone that should be drafted in standard leagues in all formats, and Trey McBride is someone to keep your eye on. How are you viewing the tight ends for the Cardinals? Yeah, 81 targets in his 11 games with the Cardinals, right? That's, uh, that's a lot of targets in an offense that traditionally has not had a tight end be a focal part of it. Now, some of it is attributed to the fact that uh, Hopkins was not around uh, late in the season uh, with his injuries. So, but I, I like the way you're, you're thinking on it. I think a case can be made in deeper roster leagues where you're forced to carry two tight ends that um, if you carry in Zach Ertz as your number one tight end, you want to back him up with Trey McBride. I cannot fault that strategy. And as far as special teams go, you know, I like Prater. Um, Great conditions, big leg, good offense, checks all the boxes. I have no problem drafting him as a, as a kicker that you could rely on uh, week in, week out, uh, certainly inside the top 10 or 12 at the kicker position. And I'm going to take a pass on Arizona. Could they be a spot starter or you know a, a situation that you may want to stream them a couple of weeks? Possibly them losing Chandler Jones. I'm going to take a pass on the Cardinals defense, but I'm liking Prater. How do you view the special teams for the Cardinals? Yeah, Prater's outstanding. He's he's definitely getting up there in years. But as you mentioned, the conditions are terrific. And, yeah, that, that loss of Jones to me and the division that they're playing in and the schedule that they're going to play, uh, Arizona is strictly a stream, uh, stream defense for me, Wiz. All righty. All right, so that's it for the Arizona Cardinals, Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. We are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud. Uh, again, I hope you're subscribing to this and uh, listening to all these team capsules. Uh, you know, again, we'll be catching up over over the next few weeks, especially as developments do occur. Uh, but that's it for this one. Next on to the Super Bowl champion, L.A. Rams.